Well, hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWomback.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. More people than ever are asking the question, how do we find ourselves on the resurrected side of Jesus? In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the torn veil. We ascend into heaven and ask the question, how does our sonship fix the heart of creation? If you're like me, Jesus has totally redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guests in a workshop discussion that proclaims, we're not nailed to the cross or dead in the grave, but fully alive and resurrected in him. Let's do this again. Hello, hello, hello. I am so glad you are here on this bright September day. What is going on this afternoon for you? Ah, I know. You're listening to me. You got your headphones on and thank you so much for spending this time with me. You know, I wanted to share just a bit. Last weekend, I went camping with the family at Lapine State Park. I just got finished doing the laundry today. Um, yeah, so two days of packing and three days of laundry. Uh, camping is a whole lot of work. So thank God for the summer wind that line dries the laundry lickety split. Oh. And, you know, I love hanging clothes on the line. It's one of my favorite summer chores. Anybody else out there like, there's nothing better than line-dried cotton sheets. Oh, it's wonderful. So before summer wanes, in your neck of the words, be sure and pick up a copy of the unfinished book. You need to read a good book for the summer, right? It is packed full of activations on how to engage heaven, many life application testimonies about dealing with doctrinal restrictions in church. And yeah, I can hear a lot of you saying, can you say that again? Yes. Dealing with doctrinal restrictions in church. Yep, I talk about that a lot. Separating truths and it's filled with live heavenly encounters that are just waiting for you to step in and engage. You will love it. I'll leave the link down below for you. The unfinished book, you can just find it anywhere you stick in the Google search, right? So today's episode highlights what you're going to take away and put in your pocket today. I'm going to share four different principles engaging the tree of life. Understanding the word believe. And you know, when you're just sitting with the Lord under the branches of the tree of life, photosynthesis, let's say that again, photosynthesis, right? It's happening in a kingdom way. Let's talk about that today. And can I share a really great quote with you from Eleanor Roosevelt? The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. 
And I know you, listener, you have huge dreams that God has placed in your heart. And together, we're going to unpack them. Amen? And do you know what? When your thoughts are in heaven, when your focus is on things above, you are on the resurrected side of Jesus Christ. And this is Discovery Series number 21. Oh my goodness. Okay, are you ready? Locked and loaded, ready to go. You got your seatbelt fans saying, okay, here we are. So if this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. We are sharing an ongoing journey encountering heaven. We're asking questions and then outworking the questions together. What do I mean by outworking? Um, finding the answer and, and finding out how it applies to me in life application. And so I share that and I trust Holy Spirit that it's applying to your life application because he's speaking in and through around us and both of us. And he knows what our heart's questions are. So I'm just trusting that he is unpacking those heart questions for you as well. So if you click the link below in the episode links, I have a little section there. It's called Drawing Heaven. And you will see an ever-changing prophetic drawing that I draw. So I share that with my listeners. And it also has all the episodes that are included in this discussion. So if you're going, um, you missed this one, they're all listed there. You can connect back in so you can hear the entire story. So click that link on page three is today's highlights. So guess what? If you already didn't know this about me, I am a visual person, naturally and in the kingdom, right? And so I'm going to give another plug here. So reading the unfinished book will jettison, jettison you about my journey to sing in the spirit. How did I get here, right? <laughs> and today's drawing is to give listeners an anchor in which to attach your own imagination with when talking to the Lord. So that is the purpose of that prophetic drawing is to give you an anchor. So before I ask my very first question today, within the four principles for engaging the tree of life. Together, mm, let's lay just a little bit of groundwork first. This is, oh, there's so much I want to share with you and so many questions we have to discuss, all right? So from the notes section of the Mirror Bible, which you know that is just my absolute favorite, in John 7, 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. So just like Babylon, it's really not a city in a symbolic language of revelations. It is a fallen mindset society. So the New Jerusalem is really not a city but it is the redeemed society of mankind. 
the bride of Christ, you and me. We are the new Jerusalem. We are a city set on a hill. We are the redeemed society of mankind. That's you and me, Mm -hmm. the bride of Christ. Continuing on in John 7, 37 and 38, when Jesus speaks of waters gushing forth out of your innermost being, he says, you're a city. I just said that you are a city. You are a bride. God's redeemed society, right? On the other side of the cross, on the other side of Christ's resurrection, that is us. So within Revelations 22, 2, the tree of life is a central theme throughout the city. So right down the middle of the street, John the Revelator um, explains and expresses to us a spiritual thought, a principle of what he's encountered as well. So the tree of life is right down the middle on both sides of the tree as well as each side of the river. And it produces 12 varieties of ripe fruit all year round. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. We are all very familiar with that. So together, we are experiencing this city, you and I, as a redeemed society in and through. And I'm sharing my encounters. I know you have encounters. And so we bring them to the table today. And the drawings of the intersection of grace, right? that I'm sharing with you, Jesus is teaching us. Teaching us. I'm sharing what he's teaching. I'm not coming from a teacher perspective. I am a pupil. I'm sitting at the desk to learning. So are we ready to learn together? Okay. So I'm going to forward from episode number 73. I describe my continuing interpretations from the intersection of grace. Now, this is a live spiritual place. It's like my city, your city, inside of me, which Jesus, the kingdom of heaven, is inside of us, right? So the intersection of grace and this particular episode to which I've discussed and unpacked this journey, number 73, Well, for the last several days, God has been showing me a corner of belief. We are hanging out there today. As I focused in the spirit, I began to perceive the corner, opening my heart to hear and engage with heaven. The corner was filled with an ocean of light, greens and blues stacked upon stack of dimensions inside. I mean, how do you explain, express dimensions in the spirit. It's (laughs) creative, right? Nonetheless, it's creative. So pristinely placed smack center on this corner. Imagine a four-way corner. There was a chair seated right smack in the middle. This whole intersection is called grace. We've gone from trust through the door of trust. And yes, now we're over and we're looking at the corner of believe and we're unpacking it. Yes, I've encountered the tree of life in many different encounters through my life. It just seems as if it's got roots that touch all of heaven. 
So this tree that's sitting on the corner in front of, I'll call the corner believe, that's why it helps for you to look at the picture that I digitally drew for us, right? So behind the tree is, it, it appears like they're theater doors. And even imagine if it had a marquee that's displayed over the head. And then I walked in, I, I walked in and was it water-like? No, it's more like living air. So I have and am, and I continue to hold my spirit to remain inside the corner of believe for several days. That's right where I'm at. That's where I'm being taught from the Lord. And so this is an open book time where Jesus is teaching us and we hold our spirits right there in the corner of belief. So I'm going to take some more notes from the mirror. And this is from Revelations 22:14. Oh, the bliss and intense delight of those clothed washed in washed garments. The delight of those clothed washed garments. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to get it correct. Oh, the bliss of intense delight of those clothed in washed garments garments <laughs> of those clothed in washed garments having realized the authority of their redeemed innocence and identity they have sourced their i amness in the tree of life and this is their access through the gates into the city <laughs> i'm going to say all of that again that it's like, here we are, and this is what we're talking about. I perceive it as an intersection of grace. And this is how it's perceived in Revelations 22:14. Oh, the bliss and intense delight of those clothed in washed garments. That's what Jesus has done for us. He's clothed us. And we have brand spanking new washed garments on. And having realized the authority of our redeemed innocence and identity, we have sourced our I amness in the tree of life. And this is our access through the gates into the city. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So my spirit is still hovering, hovering there, while my understanding asks Jesus to show me and explain. I'm going to say that again. So my spirit hovers in a dimension, a spiritual, it hovers and... I've, I've mentioned it many times before. It's like um, when radar underneath the ocean, radar sends out a, son, a sound and it makes that pinging noise. It goes, ping, 
ping, and it lets the people know on the ship, the radar man, <laughs> know what is out there. So it can tell the bottom of the ocean. It can tell if there's any obstacles in the way. It can tell if there were another vessel. So that is what my spirit is doing when I say hovering. It's like I'm pinging. I hope I give you enough descriptive ideas so you can grab onto and say, yeah, that, that's what my spirit feels like too. Okay, so my spirit's hovering in this dimension while my understanding asks Jesus to show me and explain. Mm -hmm. And so my encounter, our encounter journey picks up there today. And dear listener, you are invited to follow along with Jesus and myself because this is a living encounter. Make it your own with him. Just believe Jesus and what he shows you. So I saw myself, I'm here and I've gone in and out of this dimension that, that I call believe. And then I came out of this dimension and then I watch my spirit. A lot of times I'm watching myself instead of that being me, I, it's like a, a movie and I can watch my spirit respond and I ask questions of the Lord. Well, what did I just do? Okay. So I saw myself and I picked a leaf from the tree of life and then I showed it to Jesus. Well, my senses perceived about this leaf that was similar to a ticket. Isn't that interesting? I know so many interesting things in the spirit. And I said, um, it's a ticket for the theater doors, obviously. So I asked him, well, how did I go inside the believed dimension before? Well, Jesus answered, and he says, you used my ticket. And then he said, this leaf is your ticket. <laughs> and I'm going to say this again. Oh, the bliss of intense delight of those clothed in washed garments, having realized the authority of their redeemed innocence and identity. They have sourced their I amness in the tree of life. And this is their access through the gates into the city. So when I used his ticket, I used his clothing, his garments, and I covered myself in his clothing and his garments, right? But he said this was my ticket. So that's where this particular passage just comes alive. Having realized the authority of our redeemed innocence and identity. And we have resourced our I amness. We see our name written in our I amness in the tree of life. And this is our access through the gates into the city. I love it. When scripture, when I encounter what a scripture is to me, I love that. So the leaves of the tree, they define the tree. 
I mean, when you look at trees, especially in spring and summer, you see the leaves and its canopy and it's gorgeous. So this is also where the remarkable process of photosynthesis takes place. With sunlight, the leaves convert carbon dioxide into oxygen. Hmm. Well, at this point, I knew that Jesus was talking to me metaphorically, and I looked up the word photosynthesis. Well, the primary function of photosynthesis, <laughs> say it three times quickly, photosynthesis is to convert solar energy into chemical energy, then store that chemical energy for future use. For the most part, the planet's living systems are powered by this process. So we're talking about the kingdom of heaven and we're talking about the restoration of all things and creation. Okay? So I found some other little goodie that helped explain to me about photosynthesis. So when was the last time you thought about your breathing? I know, breathing in and breathing out. Take a breath right now <laughs> and think about it. You breathe because you need oxygen. It's a gas which makes up 21% of the Earth's atmosphere. All that oxygen has to come from somewhere, right? So you might already know that it comes from the photosynthesis photosynthetic, I didn't say it, photosynthetic, photosynthetic, there it is, organisms like plants, photosynthetic organisms, <laughs> plants. But you did, you know that most of the oxygen that you breathe comes from organisms in the ocean. Hmm. So I'm putting two and two together here because this dimension of believe, believe, it reminds me of the blue and greens. It reminds me like I'm in the ocean. And so I'm going, huh? Okay, I'm listening, God. Please continue to teach. That's right. More than half of the oxygen you breathe comes from marine photosynthesizers like phytoplankton and seaweed. I did not know that. I do know now that now. So we're learning a lot about ourselves as the redeemed society, and we're learning about creation. I've asked the question, right? So I asked him, how to photosynthesis God's light into en energy? Because that's what it is. It takes light and makes it into energy. Now I got you listening. <laughs> See my process here? So that's a really good question, isn't it? And we're learning right together, right here. Uh-huh. I am. I'm learning. And so just as I have to, I have to throw this thought in because it's a continuing thought that I share with you. What does that photosynthesis process have to do with the healing of my dog, Dash, and creation responding? See, I hold all those things together and my journaling, yes, here's a little plug for Evernote, my journaling, come see me if you have more questions. So 
episode 65, Responding to the Father's Heart, I begin that story and share it with you. But I'm going to move on today. But hold those questions. What does the photosynthesis process how is that me engaging it in the kingdom of heaven? What is God teaching me? There's principles here that I'm going to get hold of. And of course, we're going to share and talk about them. We're moving on. So Jesus proceeded to say to me when I had this leaf that felt like a ticket. Yeah, it's a tif- ticket. I said, uh, okay, next. <laughs> And he asked me, he goes, look up the word believe. Hmm. Okay. So do I really understand believe? Do you really understand believe? Well, mm. and what does a dimension perceived as oceans of greens and blues that I've encountered on his ticket, but now I'm using my ticket Well, together, let's find out, right? Big questions here. Big questions. I am doing my best to try to communicate with you, organize, so you understand where I'm going, where we're going. So my first place of origin, that anytime Jesus asks me a question, (laughs) or what do I really understand? When he asked me a question, I head over to scripture in the law first mentioned. Always. That's just a number one. The law first mentioned the first time the word believed or any word that he places before me is used in scripture. And this is where I begin to learn and build on what he's trying to teach me. So he's teaching me. It's not just um, a conversation. It's a, a teaching. He's the rabbi, I'm the student, and I'm walking so closely behind him that literally the the dust from his sandals is just cascading over me and getting me dirty. I love that thought. So in Genesis 15, 6, this is the first time that I found the word believe. And it's the story of Abram, when Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Let me share it from the message. It has a different little twist to it. He believed, believed God and God declared him set right with God. That's huge. Set right with God. No distance. Nothing in between them. So this particular reflection of God's covenant with Abram is also found in Romans 4, Galatians 3, Hebrews 11, and James 2. So it's important. And they're all honoring what Abraham experienced with God. That word, believe. So the definition that I found would be to accept as true particularly without absolute certainty, to accept that someone is telling the truth, or to have faith to believe in a greater truth. Well, that's what I currently knew about the word believe. Its perspective was hmm, more of an action word based on my abilities. Hmm. I'm learning here. 
So here are definitions taken from the scripture, and let's see how the word believe is represented. Again, our first mention is in Genesis 15, 6. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Now imagine here Abram, Abraham's story, right? And I'm going to share with you a powerful quote from Vince Lombardi. I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment of all that he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle victorious. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yes. We have all been to that point where we have... L- We feel like we're laying on the field of battle, exhausted, victorious, right? So the word believe in Hebrew and found in Strong's is number 539. And I pronounce it phonically as amen, A-W hyphen M-A-N, amen. Mm -hmm. That means believe. So the the definition of amen, and it's f- interesting, there could be a little pun there of amen, amen, I don't know. I pay attention to those things. It means to confirm or support. Hmm, to confirm or support. So if you look at the third page of Drawing Heaven, you will see that I added the Hebrew letters on the leaf. Well, amen or believe occurs 108 times in the Old Testament. Let me share the overview of how the word is used 108 times. Believe, believed, believes, bringing, carried, confirmed, doorposts, endure, enduring, established, faithful, firm, fulfilled, Guardians, has assurance, have faith, have assurance, last and lasting, and nurse, put your trust, puts trust, reared, reliable, stand still, sure, trust, trusted, trustworthy, and verified. I'm extracting a few of my favorites to build on the tables of our heart. The word, the dimension, to know him, to know what he's talking about in this dimension, I call believe. So the story of Moses' staff in Exodus 4. So the Lord says, stretch out your hand and grab it by the tail, the Lord said to Moses, who reached out his hand and he caught the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Hmm. Well, that believe is an action on the Lord's part. It is so that they believe. Mm -hmm. 
Now let's move on. I'm going to talk about in Numbers 11. It's when Moses had a complaint, right? He goes, God. <laughs> so Moses asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servants? Like, hello, um, can you explain this to me, please? <laughs> Why have I not found favor in your sight that you've laid upon me the burdens of all these people? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth so that you could that you should tell me carry them in their bosom as a nurse carries an infant to the land which you swore God to give to their fathers? Huh, where can I get meat for all these people? And for they keep crying out to me, give us meat to eat. Hmm, the word believe. As a nurse carries an infant, Moses reiterates God's responsibility to his people. That's the word believe. Hmm. Believe is to nurse, is to take responsibility. Mm, I love this one found in Ruth 4, where Boaz marries Ruth. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. And Naomi took the child, placed him on her lap, and became a nurse to him. The neighborhood women said, A son has been born to Naomi, and they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse and the father of David. Hmm. Again, the word believe, Amen, is a nurse to him. Hmm. Now you're going to love this one in second, in first Samuel 2. This is just after Hannah's prayer of thanksgiving when she had dedicated Samuel, right? And it is a prophecy from, against the house of Eli. And this is a sign. It shall come to you concerning your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. They will both die on the same day. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest. He will do whatever is in my heart and mind, and I will build for him an enduring house. And he will walk before my anointed one for all time. And everyone left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver or a morsel of bread pleading. Please appoint to me some priestly office so that I can eat a piece of bread. Hmm. So right in there, God is using that word believe as an enduring. He's talking about the specialness of the priesthood, an enduring house. It's enduring. It's a destiny. It's a dynasty. It's a sure house. Huh. Again, I'm seeing that word believe coming from God's heart, from the tables of his heart, right? And this, of course, is my favorite. It's found in Esther 2. And it's right at the beginning of her story where Esther finds favor. Mm-hmm. 
he had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Among those taken captive with Jacob, Okay, I practiced this word. I really did. Jeconiah, king of Judah, <laughs> and Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, because she did not have a father or a mother. The young woman was lovely in form and appearance, and when her father and mother had died, Mordecai had taken her in as his own daughter. So the word believe here, the word amen, had brought up. So there's a rearing there and a responsibility. Hmm, I'm learning here, are you? <laughs> okay, you're going to recognize this next one in Isaiah 55. It's an invitation, right? Why spend money on that which is not bread? and your labor on that which does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest of foods. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that your soul may live, and I will make you an everlasting covenant, my loving devotion promised to David. Behold, I have made him a witness to the nations and a leader and commander of the peoples. The word believe there is promised. My loving devotion promised to David. Now I look at all those and, and I see this responsibility of God. I see God's dimension of believe when I looked up all of these, the word, when I looked them up and started getting God's perspective of this spiritual dimension of believe. So then the Lord said, <laughs> okay, after this, now I want you to step through the theater doors with your ticket in hand. Now, I invite you to step through with me in this dimension of believe where God is speaking to us like he's, he's promised or his intent or his nursing and, and just step in with me with this ticket in hand. And this is what I perceive. I perceive that all three doors were open. And if you can imagine an opening night of a play, and as we've stepped in and inside, the lobby is filled with people. Huh. And this is what I'm sensing from the Lord. And I want you to hold on with what you're sensing from the Lord. Lord, when I used your ticket, I could see creation. When I used my ticket, and this is the same dimension, I see the body of Christ, the redeemed society of mankind, the bride of Christ. 
Huh. When I used the Lord's ticket, I encountered creation. When I used my ticket, my leaf that I picked from the tree of life, the same dimension, I see the body of Christ, the redeemed society of mankind, the bride of Christ. And I'll leave you with this. We are sourcing our I amness in the tree of life. I'll say that one more time. We are sourcing our I amness in the tree of life. <laughs> yes. I'm going to leave it there because I know you have a lot of questions, but I want you just to stay in this location with me and our questions. Remember, our spirit is pinging in the dimension, but our understanding is asking Jesus questions. So when I use the Lord's ticket and who he is, when we believe we're using the Lord, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. It's like we're using his faith. And in this dimension, I could see what appeared to be creation, the ocean and the blues and the greens, right there where the photosynthesis happens and where light changes to energy. When I use my ticket in the same dimension, I encounter the body of Christ, the redeemed society of mankind, the bride of Christ. We are sourcing our I amness in the tree of life. I gave you something to think about today. Me too. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And we will pick up our conversation again next week. You have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> I know. You know how to find me. Questions, comments, thoughts. I'd love to hear them, but you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for walking this journey with me. And I'm going to say bye now. <laughs>